Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Professor got COVID. He had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs of the White House and the offices upstairs and uh, for the, that five-day period. The difference is vaccinations, of course, but also three new tools, free to all and widely available. You don't need to be president to get these tools to be used for your defense. In fact, the same booster shots, the same at-home tests, the same treatment that I got is available to you. My administration has made sure that all Americans across the country, from all walks of life, have free access to those tools. But you both survived COVID even though Trump didn't have a vaccine? Huh. Are you sure this is the kind of of own you were looking for there, Mr. President? It's a weird thing to say. Trump got COVID. He had to be helicoptered to Walter Reed. I got COVID. I was just upstairs in my pajamas, had some grilled cheese and ginger ale. I was working hard for the American people. All right. If that's the argument you want to make, you knock yourself out. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guys, so good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I have got a ton of stuff, but I, I clearly, I clearly have to start with the radicalness of the view in Joy Behar. Have I talked about this yet, Producer Ari? Have I talked about the radicalness of Joy Behar? I mean, not today, but, right. you know, I've heard you talk about it before. Well, yeah, yeah, it's because you have to, because she she's not bright. She's not a mind, just like Whoopi Goldberg is not a mind, at least a historical mind. Comedy mind, sure, one, the one-woman shows were, were a revelation when they happened. But Joy Behar? Joy Behar is paid to be one of the most hateful people out there. And Joy Behar took to the view... And decided to make the claim that Ron DeSantis is, you know, like, he's just like Donald Trump. He, he, he likes Nazis. Well, DeSantis uh, could take his place, and that's just as bad. I mean, there was a, this, what do you call it, this turning points conference with all the smoke? What, what are they, smoking something down there? Or it's like, uh, whatever. Anyway, they were out there, the Nazis were in the front of turning out there in front of the conference uh, with anti-Semitic um, slurs and, um, you know, the Nazi swastika mm-hmm. and a picture of a so-called Jewish person with mm-hmm. exaggerated features, just like her, like Goebbels did in the Hitler in during the Third Reich. It's the same thing, right out of that same playbook. Mm-hmm. OK, and DeSantis did not say anything about it. Nothing. So it's his uh, sort of his rendition of uh, good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. Same idea. So he, you know, why trade a headache for an upset stomach? Because that's what's going to happen if they get rid of Trump and put him in. It's the same same thing. First, remember they said this about Pence. Trump is Hitler, and Pence is worse. And now, of course, they have to say it about DeSantis. But it's a very fine people moment. 
She's talking about the lie told about President Trump when he claimed very fine people on both sides, which is not what he said. He wasn't extolling Nazis. It's obvious. It's a proven lie. And here comes Joy Behar, an inept woman, an incompetent woman, a pseudo-intellectual, a fool, to say, well, well, because DeSantis didn't say anything, that proves that he's okay with Nazis. Because some people dressed up as Nazis showed up? Hell, they could have been from the Lincoln Project, for all I know. Well, the people at Turning Point USA sent over a cease and desist letter. It got legal right quick, and rightfully so, and good on Charlie Kirk and the gang over there. Because what they did at The View was absolutely smear them and smeared Ron DeSantis. Now, I argue that the lawsuit should continue fast and furious against Joy Behar, against Whoopi Goldberg, every member, including you, Alyssa Farah. Hey, welcome to The View. Enjoy your lawsuit. The producers and Disney, and it should never stop. There should be unlimited, untold amounts of discovery where we get to see every email Joy Behar has ever sent about every single one of her coworkers, including Meghan McCain and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. We don't stop until they learn you can't talk like this. You can't just decide, oh, I don't like them, therefore they're Nazis. You schmuck, you low-rent fool. Only people who wallow in the garbage push this kind of stuff because they have nothing else they can talk about. Joy Behar isn't smart enough. And so she relies on this. And that must be dealt with. The View took to the stage today to apologize. Because all of this stuff affects all of us. This isn't just one group or another group. This is everybody. And I have to stop talking because you have that note. I do have a Sorry. Note. So on Monday, we talked about the fact that there were openly neo-Nazi demonstrators outside the Florida Student Action Summit of the Turning Point USA group. We want to make clear that these demonstra- demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. A Turning Point USA spokesman said the group quote, 100% condemns those ideologies and said Turning Point USA security tried to remove the neo-Nazis from the area but could not because they were on public property. Also, Turning Point USA wanted to clarify, wanted us to clarify that this was a Turning Point USA summit and not a Republican Party event. So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. They still invited Matt Gates, though, I would just like to know. <laughs> we are going and we'll be right back. So what? That's Alyssa Farah. Good Lord. Hey, producer Ari, you found somebody who hates Gates as much as you do. Oh, the worst. That's not an apology. That's not an apology. You said Ron DeSantis likes Nazis. That's garbage. For the record, if I said that on air, if I stated it the way that that Joy Behar did, I'd get a phone call. I would get a phone call. There would be questions about why I would say something like that. I argue that they could very well be right. It's his... Calling him a Nazi is just out of control. It's this idea that everyone you don't like is a Nazi. Never mind that you're, you're, uh, the denigration of the Holocaust that's going on there. Never mind that. 
This is how you teach people to, to discuss? This is how you teach people to engage? Calling people Nazi is what happens when people are incapable of having a conversation. They're, the people who scream Nazi are not smart, are not bright, are not capable. They are the people you know. And, and, and by the way, if you know anybody saying, oh, they're just a bunch of Nazis, that's not somebody you date. That's not somebody you procreate with. Avoid having sex with people who scream that everybody they don't like is a Nazi. Because chances are, A, they're going to be absolutely terrible in bed. I mean, that's just a, that's just a theory. That's just a theory of mine. I don't, I don't know if it's 100% true. And number two, um, the last thing you want to do is procreate with those people. You don't hang out with people who scream that everybody's a Nazi. Now, if you want to hang out with people who like Mel Brooks as the producers... That's totally fine. Show tunes are always allowed. See there? There's the, uh, there's the difference. Disgusted by these people. Disgusted by these people. Uh, there was another story out, um, speaking of disgusting, and, and, and th- this is not actually a DEI story, although I really do have to get more into DEI. Because I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every business that right now has like some DEI officer thinks DEI is important, they'll be out of this in five years. This is all nonsense. They will learn how much this hurts their business, how much this hurts their employees, how much this hurts them. It's trash. It's trash. The DEI people don't care about diversity. They don't care about an inclusion uh, of people of different points of, uh, of view. And equity is bigotry. You're talking about what? Uh, uh, prescribing outcomes? No thanks. No thanks. DEI is bigotry. And these DEI officers, this is what they're promoting. I don't even know if they're necessarily aware of it, but just take a look at the facts on the ground. We need to have a diverse workforce. No, you need to have the best workforce. And it might mean certain groups of people. It might mean certain talents that come from certain places. That's different than whether or not you should avoid people. You shouldn't avoid people who can help you build and grow and prosper. But if you wanted to as a business owner, well, best of luck to you. I mean, honestly, if you want to have a restaurant that says we only serve uh, Asians, you could do it. I think it's bad business. We only serve white people. Go right ahead. Not my place. Not interested. We don't serve Jews. I think that in in a free society, you should be able to do that. I don't think you'll be open very long. I think you're going to have just a poorly run business. And Lord only knows who your accountant's going to be. You can do that in in a free society. It is not a free society when you push the idea that a corporate board has to have one of this and two of this and one of this and one of this. It's not a free society when you say to people, hmm, you don't have enough of this group or that group hired. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe they didn't apply. I don't know. If you want, if you're a woman and you want an all-woman company, you hire nothing but women, it's your damn business. Do whatever you want. I don't think you're a bigot. I may not understand the business model, but it doesn't matter. I'm not the one running the business. 
chances are if you're a woman-run business, you might not be selling to me anyway. Indianapolis, home of the Indy 500, which is a fantastic race if you've never been. Holy crap, it's so good. There was a big deal about an all-women team. Uh, they were, I don't think they, they raced this year at the Indy 500. It was, it was last year. Here, People Magazine. Meet the historic women-led racing team competing in the Indy 500. Beth Peretta. My answer is congratulations. Beth Peretta, Simona De Silvestro. Go right ahead. First female owner and female driver and female-led crew to compete at the Indy 500. No one said, oh, no, not all women, where's the diversity? Because the people who scream diversity don't actually believe in it. They believe in you showing how good and woke you are at all times by spending the money on a DEI officer. They don't believe in the actual diversity. They don't believe in the inclusion. Absolutely. The equity is about outcomes, and the answer is no. I'm not interested in a world where someone thinks they can prescribe outcomes for people. No, thank you. I'll take a pass. That kind of bigoted hellscape is not for me and not for rational people. I wasn't even going to get into it right now. I wasn't. I was going to get into an ESG conversation. Environmental social governance This is about uh, factors that uh, banks and and others will use when investing uh, money. Well, do you have the, are you taking care of the environment quite like this? Are you doing this right here? Are are you uh, agreeing with all the government mandates on all the, if not, hmm, well, you may not get investment. It's abusive. It's abusive. You got Ron DeSantis now fighting back against it. You have a handful of people in Davos deciding all this. This is how we are supposed to live, not here in the state of Florida. You go back uh, just a couple months ago to Elon Musk. I've yet to see an ESG list that isn't fraudulent. Because ESG is a scam, weaponized by phony social justice warriors and used to attack companies and push agenda. The Economist Uh, Putting out just the other day, ESG, three letters that won't save the planet. But yet you talk to the woke companies and corporations out there, man, they're all down. In my beloved Indianapolis, there are numerous companies that buy into all this, DEI and ESG. These aren't good people. These are not civic leaders. These These are followers who aren't properly running companies. They're running woke social campaigns out of fear that their employees will revolt, as opposed to telling the employees, you're revolting. Maybe you should leave. Because that's exactly... That's exactly what they need to do. That is exactly what needs to happen. You have to tell these people exactly who they are. You woke scolds are revolting. You can revolt. You are revolting. We don't want you here. Go work somewhere else. We'll we'll find the people. And by the way, all this talk, if you don't have DEI and if you don't have ESG, my gosh, if you don't have unfettered abortion, well, you're going to have higher problems hiring people. Nah. Pay a good wage. Treat people well. 
Oh, and have something for them to do after they get paid, like you know, have a have a have a neighborhood or a town or or a state that has uh, entertainment and opportunities. People will come. They just will. I'm Tony Katz. So I, I have it here. Some, see, this list is not right. This is a list of shows that are supposedly canceled by uh, Netflix, but this doesn't make any sense. Because this list starts with Stranger Things, and Stranger Things wasn't canceled. There's another season. Uh, after the reception it got... Of course it's not canceled. So so why is this list on here? But this isn't just Netflix, I guess. This is a whole bunch of places. About shows that have been uh, canceled and shows that have been renewed. But I saw that thing about uh, Stranger Things. I'm like, oh, there's just no way. And and yet, somehow these, these lists make it everywhere. It, it, I came across a list. Um... It, it was, um, I was doing it for, for the, the Eat, Drink, Smoke show, my cigar and bourbon show. And it was a list of snacks, healthy, uh, the good and bad snacks you should take on a road trip. And of course, they're saying you shouldn't take chips on a road trip. Everybody takes chips on a road trip. Chips, and then you stop and you get chicken tenders at Arby's or Hardee's. That's what you do. Maybe Raisin Cane's or whatever you like. Right, and, and you're going to have a soda on a road trip. Of course you have a soda on a road trip. Don't be silly. Coffee, too. But they were talking about healthy snacks. Healthy snacks to take on a road trip. And number five on the list was Greek yogurt. Uh, look, I, 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 I'm not going to judge you that much. I'm only asking who amongst us has ever had Greek yogurt on a road trip? I, I, the correct answer is no one. Very few people actually like Greek yogurt. No one takes it on a road trip. Who's got the spoon? Was this gogurt? You're just squirting it down? Very weird. And that's why you got every time you see a list, don't don't ever believe it at first. Check, double check, and recheck. The NCAA actually got it right because they called the woman a woman. I've got that story coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. They say that all good things must come to an end. I guess just by the nature of existence, that would be something that's very, very true. It'd be a fact that eventually things have to come to an end. What goes up must come down. I mean, that's just uh, the, the way it is. And so it is with producer Ari. And now... End is near, and so I face 
the final curtain. It is his last day, everybody. I didn't know you had this thing queued up. Oh, baby, I'm a trained professional. Trained professional, Boo Bear. The last day of producer Ari, who is moving onward and upward, although uh, I, 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 I don't know if I agree with that, that statement that I just made there. But he is moving on uh, to, uh, to a new gig outside of radio, new opportunity. And more, much more than this, I did it my There, every other job is going to suck compared to this, Ari. Every other job is going to suck compared to being able to say what you want to say. I mean, yeah, it's a big change. I'll give you that. Right? So so I, I, are, are we discussing where you're going or that doesn't even matter? I don't think it's relevant. Hey, we'll just leave that. We'll leave that be uh, right there. But it's last day as producer. We have been together for, is it four years? Uh, just about, yeah, coming up on yeah. that. So we had a year, and then we had COVID, and then and then the the, the great separation uh, that took place. <laughs> That's right, the great right? separation. I started working from home, and you're like, "Why aren't you in studio? Don't you miss me?" I did complain a lot. Right, like like, like producer Ari. My impression of producer Ari sounds like a very like young or miniature Gilbert Gottfried. Rest his soul. Why aren't you nearby so we can talk? That's right? not it's, you know. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not great, but it's 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 not bad. Um, uh, so so heading out for the uh, for the greener pastures. I figure I figure while we've got the time and while while we've got uh, the th- I wasn't gonna wait till the end of the show and just you know be like oh yeah by the way best of luck producer all right now it's not how I it's not how I work not how I operate. I was supposed to be in studio today. Uh, there, there there was gonna be cake. There's gonna be punch and pie. Um, but uh, I, I had some family coming into town. My parents got here early and it was a it was a thing. It was a thing, so like, you know what? I'm going to stick around and be close by. I'm going to be close by, and that's all there is to it. So, Producer Ari, any final words for the audience that has grown to appreciate you but detest everything about your politics ever? Is there any any parting words you have for the great people who, who participate in this program that you've been a part of for the past four years? I actually was anticipating you asking me this, and I was thinking back on our years together, and I was like, if I could take away anything from Tony Katz's show, like, what's the best lesson I learned? And I, I thought about it, and this is dead serious. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I remember the take vividly. And your take was, there comes a point in political disagreement where you, can have, you have to say, we're going to agree to disagree, and that's okay. And you don't just because someone has a different political opinion than you doesn't mean you have to kill him. Doesn't mean you have to fight. Sometimes it's okay to say agree to disagree. And I I don't know why that stuck with me so much. I just love that idea that you know what you have a different opinion than me. That's cool. That doesn't need to be a fight. Sometimes you can just agree to disagree. And uh, I think that's probably the thing that's that's resonated with me most. I want to say for the record. I have never said that a day in my life. You have. I remember that. I remember it vividly. I was like, "Wow, I really like that take, dude." I, I see. What's so funny is I usually have to engage the idea that we're we're we're, we're not talking about disagreement here. We're not going. There are times where I'm like, "We're not going to d- agree to disagree." But sure, with 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 your with your friends with with others, right? It, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the idea of saying to somebody, you know what. You're you're not healthy for me. I don't think we should be friends anymore. Bye. Well, sure. See, see you later. And I think that there are things politically that it's very okay to walk away from someone uh, on. 
It's that you have to. That's the part that blows my mind. These people are like, well, if you don't disagree with me, then I have to. Or if you don't agree with me, I have to walk away. I have to do this. On 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 what? If if it, it, do you feel that way? Like if, if a Democrat like wants Hillary and another Democrat wants Bernie. Well, if you want Bernie, clearly we can't be friends. I don't. Is that also how people operate? I I, I don't know. So that's the thing that stuck with you. Right was 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 not any of my world class political theses, uh, not my not my uh, remarkable quick wit. No, 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 no. It, it it was it was the sappiest thing you could think of. The culture stuff, yeah. I mean, you know, that's what's gonna stick. Because I will implement that in my life. Like, you know, your take that Ocasio Cortez is a communist, like that's all well and good, but like, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna do me much good in my life. The well, other it's important ones, to know. I, I, maybe so, but I feel like the 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 culture stuff is what's gonna what I feel like is more important. All right. Well, look, man. Uh, we're we're wishing you nothing but the best. I also want it known. Uh, I I you you never asked me for a letter of recommendation. No, I mean I I you know I I didn't I didn't ask anyone for a letter of recommendation. I I would have, um I I would have uh, I would have written that for you. That's very nice of you. I uh you know I very unnecessary but very nice of you. No, I I I just wanted you to know that if you needed a letter of recommendation. Uh, from me that I would have written for you a letter of recommendation. I would have been like, this is this is producer Ari. And I would have refer- referred to you as producer Ari. This is producer Ari, and let me tell you all about him. And and here's why uh, you should hire him. I would I would have done it, but you didn't. You didn't ask. Nah. You didn't ask. I didn't even. I didn't even want to have a thing on the show. Like I purposely was like, hey, let's not talk about this. When, did you say let's not talk about this? When I, I di- when I first told you I was leaving, I texted you. I was like, let's not make this whole thing. Like, if you want to say something f- quick, fine. But like, we're not doing a whole song and dance. Like, two weeks, two weeks out, one week out. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, right. So I didn't do that. Right. I I I I appreciated that part of it. Like I was ever going to give you that much airtime. I, I there was no there was no way that was going to happen. But now, uh, on 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 the way out, you know. Uh, I'm I'm willing to do it. I just and I just wanted you to know that I would have I would have written you the best the best letter of recommendation ever. Here, let me let me tell you how it would have gone down. Holy moly! <clears throat> to whom it may concern, I hear that you are thinking of hiring Ari Castle. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Stop thinking. Start doing. Sure, Ari Castle's a handful. I mean, he's a serious issue. I mean, there are questions about the way he was raised, which is weird because his parents both love this radio show and agree with all of my politics. (laughs) That's right. But Ari Castle is a hustler. Ari Castle is a mover. Ari Castle plays with aggression, and I'm a guy who believes that aggressive people are often very good people needed in a business environment. You hire Ari Castle, you're going to have a guy who fights for you. Ari Castle is actually a good man. Oh, don't get me wrong. He doesn't know anything about Marvel films and his politics are god awful. But as a human being, you could do a lot worse than Ari Castle. So hire that man. Oh, don't pay him that much. He's not worth that. But hire him and enjoy everything he has to offer. And whatever you do, please try not to feed him after midnight. <laughs> it's, oh, get me wet. <laughs> like a that, Kremlin. 
That would have been my that would have been my letter of recommendation. I would I would have, would have happily happily done it, man. I'm just gonna cut that audio and just send it to any employer from now on. That's that's the right thing to do. That's 100 percent the right thing to do. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate the work. Appreciate uh, the 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 effort and the intensity. Uh, wishing you the best. And as as a reminder, the door remains open. You feel free. I won't even say a word. Literally, I'll say, producer Ari's back, and I will move on to the thing. That will be the entirety of it. The door is open, uh, and um, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, Ari Castle, there he goes, off into his radio sunset, possibly never to return. But it's radio, and sometimes people return. We leave the door open. Ari Castle, good man. All the best to you. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The comments of Colts general manager Chris Ballard are making waves because, and I discussed this, and I'm happy to discuss it again, I think Chris Ballard made a pretty terrible mistake. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. If Chris Ballard wants to discuss his issue with firearms, he is more than welcome to. I would not stop the man for a second. The question is, why did the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts feel the need to engage this conversation at a press conference where he's talking about the team and talking about, uh, you know, uh, training camp and things like that? Why this conversation right here? Hey, on a on a serious note, just before I start talking about camp and our team, I just look condolences for all the families in, in Greenwood you know, the, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I live in a, to me, there's a lot of common sense, and we lack it right now in this country. And it's a shame. You know, Highland Park, Uvalde, Greenwood, Buffalo. I mean, when is it, you know, when do we, when does some common sense come into play, and when does this end? When do, when do our elected officials actually do something about it instead of their own political gain? And both sides of the both sides, both sides are are completely wrong. I'm not anti-gun, but I'm anti-military-style weapons. That it blows my mind away that an 18-year-old kid can walk in and buy an AK-15 automatic weapon. That makes no sense. Zero. Now I know uh, those of you who understand firearms are screaming right now. Because it's not an AK-15, it's an AR-15 or an AK-47, and an AR-15 is not an automatic weapon, it's a semi-automatic weapon. And I'm willing to show uh, Colts General Manager Chris Ballard grace in this, uh, because he's speaking from a place of emotion and anger and not on a place where he's actually done research. He believes he knows what is common sense. Many would argue common sense is knowing the topic of which you are discussing. And it is an AR-15, and it is a semi-automatic weapon. And there's a massive difference between semi-automatic and automatic. But how can an 18-year-old just walk in and buy one? Why can't they? How old should they be? How old should they be? What, what age do you have based on what data 
You've seen people commit some horrible crimes. You're absolutely right, sir. Highland Park, Uvalde, Greenwood, Indiana, the mall shooting, Buffalo, absolutely true. But why aren't we digging deeper into a recognition that this isn't about the gun because there are millions upon millions upon millions of lawful gun owners who never commit a crime? The issue is what is happening in society that leads people to this idea of killing or what, it, what, what is in society or what is missing from society. What needs to be added or what needs to be extricated. That's the heavy conversation. That's the deeper conversation. And Chris Ballard isn't going there. I find that very disappointing. When do elected officials actually do something about it instead of their own political game? What is the doing something that you believe should be seen? Not allowing the AR-15 to be purchased? I reject that position. I consider that to be a bad position. I consider it to be weak. I consider it to be thoughtless. You're going to tell me that somehow I'm a bad guy for having those points of view? Allow me to prove it to you. My problem with this statement is that it is shallow. Chris Ballard went on... um, you know, to say that we can't remain silent on the issue and how Steve Kerr, who's the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, said it best, we can't become numb. Steve Kerr has his own history and his own family history regarding firearms. So do I. And Steve Kerr's history, with all due respect, does not outweigh my own. Is it really about Steve Kerr's history or my history? Or is it about the right of the people to keep and bear arms? Is it about people's rights to protect and defend themselves? I don't disagree. You don't have a right to walk into a mall or walk into a supermarket and start shooting people and killing people willy-nilly. You don't have that right. But we have multiple laws on the book books about that, yet it happens. So is your answer more laws? Or is your answer taking away firearms? It seems to me that the general manager of the Colts wanted to say something but never actually got around to saying it. Both sides are completely wrong. Well, I don't know what that means. One side says take the guns. One side says you can have guns. What do you mean both sides are completely wrong? Because where they have met in the middle is creating this legislation about firearms. But if somebody doesn't want to listen to the legislation, like, for example, they wouldn't want to listen to a gun-free zone, they walk into a mall and they start killing people. Thank goodness there was somebody there who also didn't listen to a gun-free zone, but was prepared to protect and defend themselves and the ones that they love and stopped a shooter in 15 seconds. I'm not anti-gun, but I'm anti-military-style weapons. Sorry, I don't know what to do with that information. Because that information seems very talking point and not properly thought out. And I find that problematic from a man who, when putting together a team, must be doing a lot of 3D chess. There is a lot of thinking. If this move, then that move, and then the cap space, and then what about the depth over here, and can we go light here if we go heavy there, and what is this team going to do, and how, what kind of players are they running, and therefore what is the need going to be down the future, and how long can this player last? And Man. That's a lot of chess. Unfortunately, none was played in the statement. And I, I, I'm sorry, if you're going to take a press conference to make a statement about firearms to which you get the firearms wrong in terms of name and their ability, 
some people will wonder why they should listen to you for the rest. But going shallow is not helping anybody. You want to get down into it. I'll tell you, sir, I'm right here for you. I'll have the conversation with you. But this statement, you you will get derision from it. And uh, there's an extent to which you should get it, sir. Because you threw yourself into an argument without knowing what the argument is. I think that's a bad way to do things. Bad way to do things, indeed. Abortion is the big conversation in Indiana. And there's legislation that's moving, but is it the right legislation? That's the question before us. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Twitter, still there, Tony Katz. Facebook, still there, Tony Katz. Instagram, still there, Tony Katz. TonyCats.locals.com and everything at TonyCats.com. That's where you find it all, guys. More coming up. This is Tony Katz today.